0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the DDP for the 11th day of January. I'm Paul White, and I want to thank you for joining me as we are in the 19th chapter of Genesis and one of the more disturbing chapters in maybe the entire Bible, but most certainly in this early journey into Genesis. And it's, of course, the depravity of the men of Sodom. It's the encounter that they have with Lot, the the sexual uh, encounter that they desire to have with the visiting angels, the two men that have visited Lot. And then we get this, as if that's not dark enough, this downturn that is hard to explain. And and, and that's, of course, where he offers them his daughters. And it's with no great pleasure that I try to tackle this passage. In fact, when I come up against these moments, I'm very tempted to just move on, talk about something else. But I want to be fair to the journey. If we're going to work with the Abrahamic story, I don't just want to skip Sodom and go back to Abraham because it's in the Bible and there's a lot of reasons why. And so I at least want to to uh, to give it a try because I have thoughts on it. When you work with passages like this, it's not always possible to just go verse to verse. It's really story to story. There's a lot of things that are thrown in in one verse and then five verses later and 10 verses later and right near the end of the book that you've sort of got to take them all uh so in the description of this we you know whatever verse we put on the description of this podcast it's not necessarily just that verse especially for the next several days as we work through this whenever the men surround Lot's home. They demand to, and this is verse five, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. And that word carnally is added. The The Hebrew and the Greek doesn't have a word that we use for sex, but the Hebrew will talk about knowing someone. It'll say that she knew her husband and that word holds implications of sexuality. So Verse six, Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. And then comes one of the most puzzling verses. Uh, And I'm going to give you my thoughts on why the narrative includes this at all. Verse eight, see now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let them, let me bring them out to you and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. So Let's go last first and then first last. Last first. This is the reason they've come under the shadow of my roof. They have come to the shadow of my roof to see how you would treat them. That's the whole reason they're there. And so part of it is to test this sexual violence. And part of it is to see how they are treated as strangers in a strange land. And how they're being treated is not well. Lot, knowing that they are there for a divine purpose, although there's no indication that he knows exactly what that purpose is, realizes that they're not going to be treated well and does everything he can to protect them. The disturbing part, of course, is the top of verse 8, where he offers up two daughters who have not known a man. Let me bring them out to you and you do to them as you wish. And there's no good way, there's no clean way to teach this. Lot has two virgin daughters and he offers those virgin daughters to the assembled crowd to do with as they wish. This, of course, is a a fairly sexually implicit verse, almost sexually explicit verse. And he does this almost as a sacrifice, like take them, but don't take these angels. Now, the angels are going to step forward and keep this from happening because they're going to begin to defend the house by striking the attackers with blindness. But that we still have to deal with a couple of things. Why does Lot do this? What is the sort of psychological reasoning behind this moment? Um, how do we still consider Lot righteous if this is his response mechanism? And how do we explain these two daughters that have not known a man? Because as you get deeper into the Sodom and Gomorrah story, you have Lot speaking to his sons-in-law in verse 14, who had married his daughters and said, get up out of this place, the Lord's going to destroy the city. But to his sons-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. So what we can assume is that either A, the two daughters he offers up in Genesis nineteen eight are not the two daughters that are married to his sons-in-law, or B, the two daughters are married to the sons-in-law but haven't consummated the marriage. In other words, they still haven't slept with anyone because perhaps it's a marriage of financial convenience or a thousand other reasons why. Now, it's not ours to speculate as to whether these are the same two daughters. What we do know is that Lot's sons-in-law think he's nuts when he talks about God destroying the city. So they have not been in any way influenced by the religion of their father-in-law. And so take that for what it's worth. What we do know is that the same two daughters for whom he takes out of the city at the end of chapter 19 make him drink wine, and one goes in and sleeps with him in a drunken state one night, and the other one goes in and sleeps with him in a drunken state the next night, we're to assume, so intoxicated that Lot never realizes what happens, but the text tells us that both daughters bear children by their father, and one becomes the father of the Moabites and the other becomes the father of the Ammonites. And if you know where the narrative of the Old Testament goes, these two become two of the most long-standing enemies of the children of God that exist in the entire Old Testament. And so this story of the origin of the enemies of God or God's people is brought all the way back to incest. I am not a psychologist. I am not an expert in any stretch of the imagination on the human mind. I am fascinated by it and why we think the way we think and act the way we act. And as I've wrestled with this passage, I, I all I can see is that, well, first of all, Lot has a heavy amount of defense in regards to the angels, so much so he's willing to sacrifice his own daughters. Not that far apart from Abraham's d- willingness to sacrifice Isaac on the altar, uh, something that is coming up in chapter 22. But more so is the fact that the chapter includes the incestuous relationship, which lets me makes me think, Again, no expert, no way to tackle this, but to tackle it. There's plenty of evidence that there is a lot of sexual pain that is sourced in terrible relationships with parents, particularly fathers, on the parts of girls. So where there is quote-unquote daddy issues there has a high propensity to be uh, a certain level of sexual promiscuity that is far less than desirable. Let's put it that way. Um, It seems to be that in the 19th chapter of Genesis, we land in this terrible incestuous spot due to the fact that the relationship that Lot has with his daughters is less than ideal. And the text seems to clean it up as good as possible to say, look at a father that offers his two daughters up to the rabid crowd. Look at the end game for those daughters from a sexual standpoint. And maybe that is to help us understand why, I'm not saying it has to end in incest, but maybe to help us understand why there are often sexual issues And it could be sourced in some of those relationships. It's the best that I can do with it at this moment. Uh, We're going to work a little bit more on the actual destruction of Sodom. And there's something else to talk about. We'll do that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.